Welcome to the Journey to Cloud9 podcast, where we ask nine questions to amazing people around the world about how they live lives full of meaning and purpose. On today's episode, Jordan interviews Chris Connors. Chris is a leading national speaker, best-selling author, and executive coach that travels around the country empowering leaders and organizations to grow in emotional intelligence and build thriving cultures. To find out more, check out the link in the show notes. All right, my friend. So, Chris, what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the phrase cloud nine? I think kind of, of like a utopian situation, Jordan. I think of something where, you know, you're living life to the fullest in a way that makes you happy, but also that makes you fulfilled. I think that's in alignment with you know, what you want out of life. You know, something that's just really, uh, you're in this you're in this kind of medium of grace and happiness and joy and love, and you feel really fulfilled with where you are. I love that. So from an outside perspective, if an onlooker was, was seeing you experience this cloud nine sensation, right? What would they see? What kind of emotions and words and, and uh, body language are you expressing when you're going through a cloud nine experience? Yeah, great question. Um, joy, serenity, you know, just pure happiness. I'm somebody that uh, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. And so I think that it would be very evident in my smile. Uh, you'd see my dimples. <laughs> um, you'd hear me laugh. And um, yeah, I, I, I know you talked about hand movements and body language. You know, I'm a, as you know, Jordan, I'm, I'm a New York guy. I'm a Long Island guy. And I, I, I tend to use my hands a lot when I talk. And so you'd see a lot of excitement, uh, both in my voice, but also, you know, in my, my hand gestures of explaining things and probably getting really uh, carried away with telling someone how happy I am about, you know, that feeling of joy and inspiration and positivity. Absolutely. So how do you start your day on cloud nine? It's something, you know, the, the, the answer to that is something that I've really only started doing more of in the past year in terms of sticking to it with a discipline. For me, it's meditation. Um, and, you know, we live in a nice area here. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. It's getting outside, you know, on a perfect day, getting in the sunshine and just being able to reflect on the great things that I have in my life, you know, clearing my mind uh, so that I can focus and function at the highest level possible. So uh, spending some time in solitude, meditation, thinking about the goals and the plans that I have in front of me for the day. But really in combination of that, it's also, you know, thinking about the blessings that I have in my life, my, my two children, my wife, my mother and father, my two brothers, um, you know, being grateful for the people probably foremost, but also for uh, the platform that I have. I mean, you and I both being uh, writers, authors, you know, people that have succeeded in, in the public space as far as putting our content out there and just sometimes, you know, taking pride in that and realizing, you know, I want to do a lot more, but I'm also really happy for the things that I've already done. I love that. Such a great way to start the day. Some serenity, some calm, some appreciation. So how does the rest of the day go, right? When you look back on an entire day, what are some experiences that you have had to have or some of the feelings that you've had to have uh, enjoyed for you to say that it was a full cloud nine day? Yeah, I, I always go back to uh, the John Wooden definition of success, you know, that feeling of self-satisfaction of knowing that you did every single thing that you could, you know, within your talents and abilities to be the best that you can be. And, and I, you know, would break that down by saying, 
the tasks that are more or less on my to-do list of sorts. You know, I, I break my day usually into time blocks of prioritize things that I want to accomplish. Um, and that includes family time. You know, that includes in some instances, the urgent stuff that just has to get done, but it's also uh, the creative time, the time that I'm using for my work and business development. Um, and just feeling like I've really succeeded in, in each area that I, I allocated time to. Um, I think that's the positive side. The negative side, you know, the feeling when I either feel regret or, you know, anxiety or emptiness is, is when I haven't, you know, actually acted upon the things that I know I want to do. And so I, the way I talk about it in terms of emotional intelligence is that I feel like I lack, a, I feel like I, I, I have a lot of self-awareness. The days where I'm not successful, I feel like it's where I'm lacking and, and I'm not activating that self-management side of it. And, and for me, a lot of that just comes back to discipline of putting the time in, planning it out, and then actually just taking the action and doing it. Beautiful. I love how you bring in emotional intelligence there. And I love how you bring in the awareness of what the opposite of a cloud nine day looks like as well, right? So you realize when things are getting thrown off, you realize when you're not totally up to snuff, right? So do you have any little tips to share as to how to understand when you are not having your, your cloud nine day? How do you bring that back, right? How do you reverse that? I think taking breaks, something real simple, uh, just being able to get up. I know you're certainly familiar with, and one thing that I always come back to that I use with my coaching clients is just like, you know, that, that Pomodoro technique of just allocating time for 25 minutes, then getting up, walking around a little bit, breathing in some fresh air yeah, and doing, you know, I just call it like a mental reset um, yeah. of, you know, the times that I've gotten in trouble maybe, or, or when I'm, you know, just hunkered down for three hours in a row or something like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, where was I? And so I think just having little breaks in between that are, that are kind of disciplined breaks that are really meant, you know, to be honest, more for like mental, emotional health, you know, being able to get up, just kind of walk around, maybe get something to eat, reset, um, and then get back into things with a fresh, clear and, and clean perspective. So I think it's just, I think it's really that simple uh, to be able to have that perspective. And then, you know, just to go back to that mental map of where you started your day. And if you've written things down, if you're using a digital notebook like Evernote or OneNote, um, or you're using different apps like Trello or things like that to kind of track your time, you know, not, not, not getting too technical, but just being able to kind of go back to the drawing board is probably what I would say to be able to get that perspective. Yeah. Go back to the drawing board. It's that simple sometimes. So what about a cloud nine meal? What's your relationship with food like? Ooh, for, for me, it would be, um, and you, I, I know you, you definitely uh, probably be with me on this one. A good New York Italian meal, um, really good chicken parm, uh, maybe some tenny alla vodka, something like that. Um, also love Mexican food and um, so something like that. Maybe or just, just a really good burger. I mean, just going to a cookout and getting a really good, burger and if you notice i said cookout uh yeah i've been living in the south for a few years now always used to be barbecue but now it's cookout so that's funny, that's funny. <laughs> but um yeah something really good italian and then i i love uh, being able to come back visit family and get a really good deli meal just get a good bacon egg and cheese on a roll or get a good hero like that yeah good stuff so if you could project you know 50 years into the future, right? And you're looking back on your life and reflecting and you're saying, wow, I've truly lived a cloud nine life. 
what are some of the common themes, characteristics, values that you're going to come back to in order for you to say that down the road? I, I typically, the three values, people have asked me this question a lot because my first book, The Value of You, I wrote a, a, largely about core values. And, um, you know, the four, I, three or four that are always kind of there for me are, are love, faith, competitive greatness, uh, and perseverance. And so love, I think that that really addresses largely the, you know, my family, um, you know, my, my wife, my two children, soon to be three children. Um, and, and, my, and my mom and dad and, and family and my friends. Uh, so I think for me, that really is the most important part of my life. My faith, really the belief I have in myself, you know, certainly would say the belief I have in God, um, but also just, you know, the, the belief and, and faith I have in friends and, and colleagues and, and people that I trust in that, you know, I work with, but, you know, just believing that things in my life are going to work out in accordance with uh, the course and the path that I've set for myself. Um, so I think if, you know, 50 years from now, if I'm, wow, you know, in my, in my 80s there, um, you know, I think it would be to say that, you know, I gave my family everything I had. I love them, cherish the moments first and foremost with the people I care about. And then, you know, I made the most of my abilities that I, I was able to really, you know, feel a feeling of fulfillment that I gave the best that I could to the talents, you know, with my talents to achieving things. But, you know, ultimately my mission is to give back to other people and to help them on their journey and on their course. And so that I would have influenced a lot of people's lives. And, you know, what I've come to learn and realize, I mean, that's really what leadership is, is, is the ability to in positively influence other people's lives and help them. And so that you know, hopefully people can say, yeah, this guy really made an impact and, and helped me on my journey to becoming better. There you, there you go. Amazing. So can you give a story about a particular moment in which you truly felt like you were living life on cloud nine? Yeah, for me, that has come in a couple of ways. One, uh, it was when I finished my first book, The Value of You. And it was that brief period where I think there's only one person in the world, uh, you know, when you're an author, there's only one person in the world that actually knows when you really finished your book. And that's you. Yeah. Um, and, and when I finished and it was all, you know, time to kind of get it over and, and have everything proofread, but I knew I was done. And that was a really special feeling, you know, writing a book had been a big goal of mine uh, for quite a while. And so to get to that finish line there was wonderful. Uh, and I had that feeling again with my new book that's going to be coming out, Emotional Intelligence for the Modern Leader. Mm. Um, right when I got to the finish line there, you know, that, that feeling of self-satisfaction uh, I think is even more powerful than in some ways actually seeing your book and holding it in your hand. It's, it's knowing that you started something, you set out a big plan, you set out goals, and then you finished it. Um, but the other, the other feeling, Jordan, I, I think the beauty of being a coach, uh, is that feeling also that we have inside that I think only we really know in some instances when we've truly touched somebody or we've given them that aha moment. And, and there's a high that we get from that, uh, where we know we've turned that light bulb on in their head or we've helped them, uh, to see something from a different perspective and achieve something or, or get on that road toward achievement. So that's, uh, that to me, those are, those are the cloud nine moments that come from the work that I do. That's so funny. I'm so pumped for Absolutely incredible. So quick question. Do you have a nighttime routine with all this that you have going on, like with the kids and, and all the work that you're doing, right? Do you do something before bed that really grounds you? still say that I'm searching for that or, or I'm more searching for consistency. I, I like to do meditation at night. I don't always do it. I do on, on you know, 
pretty frequently I'll pray at night and that's something that I'll do right before I go to bed. Um, you know, for me, it's being, you know, having two young children, it's getting them down to bed and then kind of going down the stairs and then it could be 8.30, could be nine o'clock. And then it's looking at, all right, well, how much time do I have before I need to get to bed and, and, and get into my actual nighttime routine? So I'd like to get, you know, sometimes some writing done in the evening, some planning for the next day. Uh, could be some marketing related activities to set myself up for my business for the next day. But yeah. Um, yeah, I would humbly say I'm still looking for more consistency with something that uh, brings me a little bit more kind of that, that spiritual inner peace in the evening uh, to make me feel that feeling of fulfillment to get me more prepared to going into the next day. Okay. Well, it's out there. You'll, you'll find it. Um, so you mentioned in your cloud nine moment that you get this rush when you, you provide value for another person, right? You give them the opportunity to realize something about their lives, right? So with this last question, I want to, I want you to be able to do that. So I'm going to ask you if you were thinking about somebody in your life, who is not on cloud nine right now. And your goal as a coach, as a human being is to steer them in the right direction, right? What would be the first step that you would take this person on in order to begin their journey to cloud nine? It's a very simple question that I use in every single coaching engagement that I have. Yeah. Um, what do you want? Okay. What, what do you want? And I think that for me, everything begins with that question. I really uh, was heavily influenced several years ago uh, by, you know, when I read Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. And for him, you know, he repeats all throughout that book, you know, the starting point for achievement, the starting point for anything is desire. And for me, the question, what do you want? It comes back to desire. That should be, as far as I'm concerned, should be completely free of anything other than what you innately want as a human being, you know, take money out of the equation, take fame, take any of the results or spoils of what will come from what you're going to do. It legitimately is what do you want to do? And then I think the other things start to fall in place from there, you know, situationally where you're at in your life, you know, everybody needs to earn income. Everybody needs to, you know, meet certain needs and obligations. But I think, you know, any coaching engagement that I've ever had, whether it's working uh, with an athletic director of a division one university, which is one of the clients that I have, whether it's you know, work that I did in uh, the consulting world where I was interfacing CEOs and very senior level people or just other executives or, or you know, mid-level career clients, it doesn't matter what age or what level of experience you're at. I think everything from a personal and professional development standpoint really just comes back to what do you want? And then you can plan around the desire, the passion, uh, your purpose and mission in terms of what you're trying to do to succeed. The goals come from that, but I think you have to start there. And I think that for me, a lot of it just comes back to that foundational uh, those foundational pillars, Jordan, because I think if you don't have those and you just jump right in right. something without giving it a lot of conscious thought, uh, you, you, you know, even if you succeed initially or long-term to some degree, I, I think there's going to be a feeling of what if, and, and, and is this making me really fulfilled? Am I, maybe I'm successful, but am I really fulfilled? And I think that, you know, one thing that I've learned on my own journey is that I've experienced a number of successes in my life, but those successes have felt a lot better when I have also as a human being felt really fulfilled. Oh, beautiful. Really quick follow up though. 
what happens when somebody tells you, I have no idea. I have no idea what I want. That's what I, that's what I'm coming to you for. What happens when they just say that? Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, and that has happened before. And I think that, you know, I, I, from there, it's asking questions to help get there. What are you passionate about? Right. I think that anybody, even somebody that is really, really lost in their direction could at least say to you, I'm passionate about playing video games. I'm passionate about rooting for the Yankees. I'm passionate about, you know, listening to any musician. It could be, you know, you think about the basic kind of things that are most hobbies or interests for people, you know, music or sports or different activities. I mean, most people, almost anybody has at least some things that they're passionate about. And somebody might even just straight up say to you, people, I like helping other people. Um, so I try to get even deeper into that, you know, foundational part of passion. What motivates you? What inspires you? What are the things that, you know, where are you currently investing your time? Yeah. And once you know those answers, it's like, well, in the places where you're currently investing your time, are you deriving enjoyment from that? Are you deriving a feeling of self-satisfaction from doing what you're doing, whether it's for your own benefit or for somebody else's? And I think it's just very, you know, getting to the elements, getting to the foundational pieces. Um, and, and if it is a matter of, you know, getting deeper from there, of giving somebody the time, the benefit of reflection, but asking very simple, um, open-ended coaching questions that are going to help them to get clearer on those foundational pieces. I, that's, it's a great question because some people really are at that point where they don't know. And even, even people that have been very, very successful in business, I've had some people come back to me and say, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm passionate about. So, you know, taking the time to do that work. Amazing, man. Well, hey, Chris, thank you so much for sharing your journey to cloud nine. And uh, like I said, I'm so excited for your book and the value it's going to make on not just leaders, but individuals around the world. So I appreciate you, man. And, and best of luck. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Journey to Cloud9 podcast. For more info on everything Cloud9, check out the Journey to Cloud9 website and Jordan's new book, Journey to Cloud9, now available on Amazon. Links are in the show notes.